Good morning, everybody, and welcome to your Friday breakfast podcast with Capitalize. In our end of the year, but not end of the year edition, we're a little bit Christmassy today. I'm joined, as always, by Kirsty. Kirsty, good morning. How are we? Hello, Alex. You've had a bit of a frantic day there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Kirsty's alluding to the fact that I've just arrived at this recording, and my brain is 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 a bit spangled. I've been running around. And um, it's taken me a few flustered minutes to get myself ready to do this. So we've been laughing, <laughs> but it's been a busy day. We're um, we're officially in South Africa, unofficially, but officially on leave from tomorrow. So um, tomorrow is public holiday here. It's the day of reconciliation. And it, it sort of, I think I've said to a few people in the UK business, it kind of earmarks the start of the summer holidays in South Africa. So Right. This week, it's four day week. And sometimes it's even worse because it lands on like a Wednesday or a Thursday and you get a day or two. You know, it just marks the start of silly season for us, which is great because everybody's really keen to get stuff wrapped up by the end of today. But it um, it, it certainly leads to lots happening. <laughs> oh, a lot frantic. Yeah. And, and you've got your load shedding going on as well. Load shedding's going on again, exactly. So we had to reschedule the recording of this. Um, no, it's been a busy day, a busy week, but I'm heading back to the cold, crisp UK on Sunday. So the 34 degrees that I'm currently sat in is about to um, switch quite drastically to, I think, when my oh, parents are, it's like minus three at the moment. It is, it is, it is, it is. And have you had your Christmas do in South Africa then? You did it last week, didn't you? We did last week, Thursday. Yeah, last week, Thursday. It's a funny one um, because it's obviously our Christmas soiree but we're only five people I say only we are five people that's quite a big number from where we it started is. the year yeah. the grand total of zero um but it, it leads to a slightly more um controlled evening shall we say we're a bit more classy these days we had a lovely um couple of drinks and then we went for a very nice big steak I mean Kirsty you know me I'm not going to go uh. anywhere else and ironically ironically this was um the team's choice I put it out to a vote and it was a unanimous decision to hit a stake up on uh, on, on uh, last week Thursday. Uh, well, the London uh, office have got their Christmas due on mm. Friday the sixteenth. As you're listening to this, so I will be winging my way down to London to go to that. Um, I don't think it will be quite as refined <laughs> as having a beautiful stake. No, I've seen the venue. I've seen the venue. I've seen the venue. There is um, a trapdoor of of disaster. <laughs> somebody i'm sure will walk through but i think be... it's gonna be a lot of fun but it's train strikes right can i go straight in then because i've just yeah. done myself a perfect segue there it's yeah. train strikes in the uk at the moment and and um nurse strikes and teachers no teachers aren't striking yet universities i think are striking lecturers and oh gosh postal strikes and all sorts of things would it, going be, on. Would it be easier to say who's not striking? who's not know. striking yeah. well this is this is my first story it is of course i mean in the uk today interest rates have gone up to um three and a half percent they've gone up by half a percent um we know what the bank in england are trying to do they're trying to reduce inflation this is obviously having a problem on cost of living and it's therefore affecting people's demands for wages um the committee apparently was split six three on the decision um Two of the members wanted a freeze. Another wanted three quarters of a percent increase. Um, so, you know, that's um, quite interesting that there's still that split going on. But my actual story is not about interest rates because, you know, we keep saying the same thing about that. Um, it is the industrial action story. And it's actually a Twitter thread from the journalist of Sky called Ed Conway. And what's really interesting on social media, I think, now in this, this last year, two years, is that these journalists, social media, have become, even if they're TV journalists, whether they're BBC or Sky or whatever they are, 
they're actually getting, you know, quite a lot of print through their social media. You know, they're actually putting more commentary into, into their social media threads than you they might have time to do on the TV screen. So I've really enjoyed reading this thread from Ed. Um, so we'll link to that. Um, he's talking about industrial action and that we've already lost before December, we've already lost a million working days to industrial action in this year of 2022. Um, and he said, but he thinks that's completely understated because the ONS, Office of National Statistics, are not reporting um, data uh, for several months yet. Mm. And that doesn't include December's industrial action, where alone we think we're going to lose another one million days. So that's at least Just in two December million alone. Days. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And you can mm. tell that there are so many industries striking and it is causing it is causing chaos around the country. Um, and then he's talking then on this thread, which goes on for you know, probably 10 tweets uh, about, he puts lots of data in. It's really fascinating if you like I'm just, data. I'm actually just scrolling through it now. Are you I going did, through it? I did, I did apologise to Kirsty that due to my slightly fragmented day, I've negligently not gone through all of the articles today. <laughs> oh, I'm and, not um, going to get you to analyse them. But there, there's a, a lot of It's a source of data. It's really full of data. I love it. Um, he's talking about there's nothing surprising about strikes when there is industri- when there is inflation. It often leads to industrial action. Um, but he said that we've got a long way to go yet in terms of what mm. normally happens with industrial action. Um, days measure, um, uh, sorry, days lost is one measure, but um, and they expect that to go more. But you know, th- there's more problems around the difference between private sector and public sector earnings. That was really interesting to read that that's changing. Do you know what, um, and- what I think would be super interesting as well to understand is how the impact of strikes like this have changed. I'm yeah. thinking more specific to rail strikes now yeah. in the current world, because you would think that tube and rail strikes now have less of an impact on. Yeah. You know, and, and this is perhaps part of what he's talking about here when it comes to the separation in cost of, um, uh, of earnings, white collar, blue collar. Right. Because yeah. actually, if I've got an office job, desk job, I can sit at home, no impact. But if I'm in a industry that requires me to be present or requires punters and footfall then I'm getting crippled yeah and businesses Mm. are closing you know I just I said on a previous podcast that that the pub around the corner from the office where where on a Thursday Mm. night where you'll often find some of the capitalized team at the pub closed when it was a train strike so yeah that, that was a real shock for me um and and I was I was assuming that our UK, um, the union membership in the UK is a lot less than it used to be in the 1970s, but it is still above the OECD average for developed countries. So he's got lots and lots of graphs in there. Anyway, I'm not going to go into many more of them. Lots of graphs. Um, go and have a look. Lots of discussion. Um, but it's fascinating how the journalists are getting more involved. I think, you know, more more able to, through social media, be able to really mm. develop their thinking and and be quite insightful, actually. Yeah, 100%. It's always a risk depending on which journalist you read. Yes. So you want to make sure it's a trusted source. But no, I, I think you're right. And and to be honest, I think well, one of the great benefits is that it uh, shines a light on the actual economic impact of what these activities, the impact these these activities have. I know Paul did that webinar a little while ago. He talked about the impact on GDP of having the um, Platinum Jubilee Day, yeah. the thing that you and I were speaking about off air in South Africa is load shedding, right? And load shedding isn't necessarily attached to striking action. Um, but, the, you know, the estimation for our economy here is it's 500 million rand an hour, 12 billion rand a day. Um, mm. And we also have, you know, we have a different public transport network here, but the taxis 
aka the buses the bus system here strikes quite regularly um and when that happens you know they're the essentially operate like the you know the arterial of the system uh, of the body right they bring all of the people into the center of the um of the city and when that happens same thing you know coffee shops um, bars everything closes because they just can't get the working force and it's mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's a huge impact and a million days in, uh, so far this year another million in december is, is a really crippling statistic it really brings it home doesn't it? And, the, and the thing is that it's not over yet we've got a long way to go so it's something we're going to have to get used to living with for a while mm. i think before they they resolve it but talking about you know something we're going to have to get used to living with um if we move on to the second story that you've put here it's something that we've not really lived with before about 50 years ago we had a small flirtation with it but potentially looking at the title of the article it could be something that we've become a bit more familiar with. Oh, we, we used to cover this quite a lot on the podcast with myself and Phil, because me and Phil used to love these stories. Um, so we used to keep picking up about the space industry and what's mm. happening and the development. And it is fantastic that UK Space Agency are just really now really like developing fast. And, and this, this story is that they've, they've put not a huge amount of money, 2.7 million into 13 early stage projects um, in England, Scotland and Wales, um, specifically to support the satellite launch sector into space. Um, and they are um, on track, or the UK is on track to become the first country in Europe to offer commercial launch services to small satellite manufacturers from um, spaceports. The first spaceport we know of is in Cornwall, but there's also one being developed in um Sutherland in Scotland and also Shetland and I'm laughing here to myself because stupidly I had a real uh, moment of of absolute being thick where I just thought oh they're all on the edge of the country yes of course Mm. they're on the edge of the country (laughs) you know we don't want any disasters over you know so we've got Cornwall and we've got up in Scotland and up in the Shetlands um so um these spaceports coming and it's just it's it's moving on fast I love talking about innovation (coughs) I just it just fills me with you know like hope and optimism going forward this is the beauty of it right and I think one of the you know the, the thing about the innovation here actually is that if you read that but you know the, the very first line is talking about small businesses startup companies yeah um that they are hoping will drive um yeah. drive change and it's a bit like there's the um you know very well funded now startup that's essentially trying to rebuild the concord um yeah. or a version of the concord and i think what's quite telling about all of this is that it just shows how the bigger the businesses get the less able that the less agile they're able to be yeah so you need smaller companies coming through that can innovate that can change that can bring new ideas that can move fast yeah. that have um uh you know uh, uh, more of an adaptable nature to get these ideas get these projects to a certain point and then they get rolled into the bigger companies which have got distribution Scaling. networks manufacturing yeah. economies of scale etc cetera, etc cetera. um but we need these businesses we need these inte- incredible incredibly intelligent individuals who um have got aeronautical or space backgrounds that can then come in and reinvent ideas to allow us to to, yeah. to move forwards so i think we've proven in the last 50 60 70 years that big businesses defense businesses airline businesses cannot innovate at the speed that we need them to in order to get us to the point we want to be at 
yeah yeah exactly that and this is why we're so good at this in the uk and this mm. is really where you know if you're in business and you're looking to work with businesses you want to work with the exciting ones you want you want to work with the ones yeah. that are innovative and that are growing and they're going to make a real difference on society and, and the world we live in and this is leads me on to of course we're getting to the end of the year we're starting to think about new year's resolutions lots and lots of stuff going out on social media about predictions for 2023 and i wanted to find one to share with you and this was actually written by Andrew Grill, who is a futurist, um, who, who prides himself on being very practical with his futurist predictions. Um, he's done some work for Vistaprint, uh, the stationery company. Um, there's also uh, work he does for, you know, lots of corporates. But this particular article I thought was quite nice. It definitely sets, you know, it makes you think about certain sectors and things that are going to happen to them over the next, he actually says five years, um, but watch this space with all of these. So the fitness industry, uh, virtual reality wearables um, are going to and, and at home workouts are going to be the key drivers for that industry to grow. Creatives should be looking at um, more accessible 3D printing coming in to their world, which we've seen already quite a lot. Home improvement specialists are looking for 3D printing as well and customizable and on demand offerings. And it just really shows that. Um, you know, the, it's saying that the pandemic has permanently shifted consumer behaviour and sparked a reset in the way small businesses operate. And this is what he's, he's referring to in, in a lot of his um, article here. Um, in wellness, again, it comes down to wearable technology and real-time insights into people's health um, mm. and digi digital pills that can um, help improve voice assistance. Um, and restaurant and cafes should expect a rapid adoption of robotics and automation. So really fascinating article and um, also gives mm. you hints and tips as a business owner um, for how to make the most of all of this. So being open to new learning and looking for opportunities and embracing change and, and focusing yeah. on uh, free social media and the, and the tools that are available to you as a business. So I found that article fascinating. Looking forward, I do love these futurists and you know they're usually right. Yeah, yes, uh, agreed. Do you... <laughs> oh, here we go the pessimist clark is out alex is gone you know normally i'm quite positive and i think this is a great article and it, it brings some really good points i just still struggle with the fact that if you actually look at the architecture of this article it's so incredibly straightforward and simple look for new opportunities learn embrace change move online yeah you know the fact Obvious. that this is these are really simple points, right? Yeah. The fact that we still need somebody to come out and write an article and say, think about these points. It's a bit like we we spoke about a LinkedIn post um, three or four months ago. You're like, this is a great new post. Duh, 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 duh. And then we actually looked at the original, the origination of the article. And it was from like five years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, you know, I think it's a great article. It talks about some really good pieces and it picks up on some really important things. You know, look at the wellness space piece. I remember when I moved to South Africa, um, I moved from you know the city into um, Cape Town, and I moved from wearing you know my uh, my watch at the time to a Garmin uh, fitness watch because I started hiking, started running, started being quite outdoorsy. And when I came back to London for the first time, six seven months later, all of my friends in the city were like, "Wait, we're not going for a run. Why are you wearing that watch?" And yeah. I'd forgotten because it's just commonplace in South Africa at the time. Yeah. Everybody wears that watch all of the time, and in London everybody wore their you know normal timepiece now if i go back 
every single one of my friends five years later has one of those watches on so it's yeah. really interesting to see how that adaption has moved and it's you know I, I think we need articles like this so i shouldn't be a pessimist but it's it's still mind-boggling for me how the simplicity of this message is still needing to be driven um mm. and, and how moment. many businesses don't or haven't like light bulb moment many years ago well, this is it. I think I think we've had so much to deal with over the last couple of years that businesses haven't had time and headspace to think about the strategy and think about the plan. They've literally been surviving. And now, yeah, these articles do, I hope, hope make somebody sit, take stock and force them to think again about where the business might be going. There's, I mean, there's always that expression, isn't there, that you never progress as far in 12 months as you expect, but progression and, and innovation happens far faster over 10 years, is it, or five years than, than yeah, you Bill expect. Gates. Bill the Gates Bill Gates quote. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely true. Completely true quote. And um, and five years will be here in no time. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that article. That's our no, predictions for 2023. Anyway. Me, no, no, me, 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 <laughs> me too. I just, you know, if people haven't been thinking strategically and long term in the last 24 to 18 months when they are struggling to survive, then, you know, that in itself is a different, that's a whole different podcast. Let's not go down that channel. I'm feeling Christmassy and I'm full of joy. Um, Your 34 degree temperature. Yeah. yeah, slightly sweating. If you if you can't see me, I've got a slight sheen on my forehead from the, uh, my aircon isn't quite working as it should do. But um, I think we've gone well over time this week, Kirsty. So um, we'll save my fun story for the new year. And I think um, I'll kick off with an extra spicy one. Maybe I'll tell some stories about what my family's been up to over Christmas. Who knows? Um, but for those of you that have made it to the end of this podcast, it's perhaps been a little bit more um, uh, all over the place and, and, <laughs> yeah, and bubbly than normal. Um, but for those of you that have made it to the end of this podcast, um, here's a reminder for, for those of you that might even be new to Capitalize of who we are and what we do. And, and really, quite simply, our vision is to give small businesses and their advisors transparency and control over small business finance despite what i've said despite my sometimes slightly um, cynical opinion we do want every small business to be able to identify risks they might face explore how they stand from a credit perspective and ultimately ultimately succeed and thrive for those of you who listen to podcasts for the first time don't forget to subscribe if you are a regular listener please don't forget to rate and review now we're coming up to the end of the year so over the next couple of weeks we've got a slightly different schedule of events so make sure you stay um, with your finger on the pulse and keep your eyes peeled ready to see what's coming out including um, our extra special end of year review where we'll look back on our five favorite podcasts from the last 12 months and maybe if we're organized enough give you a bit of a sneak peek into next year's podcasts as well so to find out more about the Future Positive podcast and Capitalize as a whole, please go check out www.capitalize.com. Thanks very much for listening. We wish you a very Merry Christmas. And for those of you who are here in sunny Cape Town or the rest of South Africa, have a wonderful day.